now return for the epic conclusion of John Carpenter's The Thing. At this point, Blair also theorizes that the alien might have imitated a thousand other life forms across space. So, like, the, it really kind of brings into perspective, like, how serious this might be. Not that the uh, the gigantic flesh beast that they had to burn earlier was not serious enough. <laughs> but, um, you know, it is what it is. Okay, so Windows, um, who is our Stephen Hyde replicant, and uh, Binnings prepare the, the room to store the remains recovered from the Norwegian base, and we see some movement. They done fucked up. <laughs> Boys. They they done they done fucked up is how I'm gonna put it right now because that thing is still kicking, kicking like chicken. And it's pissed. Oh yeah, it's super mad. So is this a point where uh, Redbeard gets got? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so Windows leaves leaves the room. <laughs> I kept, I kept calling him Windows ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> So he he leaves the room and he comes back and Redbeard is literally wrapped in tentacles. So gooey and gross. He looks like the blob a little bit, like being reformed and it's like just swirling around him like this the squid and old boy like on his face. And he was shirtless out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah later they that say was my favorite part. later they say it rips through people's clothes, but nobody had ripped clothes the whole movie except for Redbeard, they're like we gotta get this guy shirtless in this freaking scene also i will say this the most disturbing parts of these movies are like legitimately those tentacles that are like weirdly shaking and like shoot out and constrict those disturb me on a deep level they're pretty awful yeah so then at this um, point they follow Redbeard out into the open and he's got a big coat on at that point for some reason i think and uh, they basically watch it, try and communicate with them, and then they kill it with a blowtorch, right? And it's got giant tentacle hands. Yeah, got Groot fingers, <laughs> yeah. salad fingers. Yep. Like Windows calls everybody else in, and then Homie escapes through the freaking storage room window, and then they like go outside and they find him, just like you said. Salad fingers. That just t- that took a minute for me. <laughs> like, like what he just said. He likes to touch the rusty spoon. That's a treat for the fingers. <laughs> this is actually a salad finger stand podcast. <laughs> so yeah, they they burn him and the remains of the other two creatures. Blair at this point loses his shit. Diabetes. Kills all the surviving sled dogs, which probably wasn't a bad call. Destroys the helicopter. Probably wasn't a bad call. And then he destroys the communications equipment, which was definitely a bad call. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, which is just him swinging an axe at walls and firing a gun indiscriminately. (laughs) Yeah. He he literally goes, I'll kill you. Fucking one of the greatest <laughs> horror movie lines ever. Like, hey, we're not here to hurt you. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes. Diabetes will kill you. Diabetes. I don't understand. Like, could he not have hidden, a, a, like, their mic? <laughs> the receiver or something, dude? Like, just temporarily? I don't know. And also, at that point, like, 
you're immediately drawing suspicion on yourself. That's true, but he was going crazy because he realized, like, oh, shit, not only do I have to kill all these people, I also have to die. Like, he drew some pretty major and important... <laughs> God damn it, Josh, you're showing us hilarious pictures of him saying diabetes. Diabetes. And, uh... <laughs> um... I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, he was, like, preparing himself for the end. Like, that's enough to make anybody go crazy if you really think, like, you're about to suffer a terrible death and you also have to murder. I mean, uh, yes, absolutely. Like, that would be horrific. But also, respect to him for not playing any bullshit and being like, I am definitely killing this thing so it does not kill all of humanity. Like, I have no problem dying and killing all, like, eight of these people with me. In a moment's notice to make sure that humankind doesn't get wiped out by whatever the hell this thing is. Okay, so at this point, they they subdue him. Obviously, because he's like, I'm a cooey. <laughs> Can't really let that guy walk around camp anymore. Kurt Russell charges him with a table. <laughs> and then just starts punching him in the face. <laughs> but they get him. They they bring down Captain Beatus. Diabetes. <laughs> and uh, at this point, they, they lock him in the tool shed of the camp and they sedate him. <laughs> they give him insulin. <laughs> <laughs> Settled him down. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> so it kind of cuts to like the next morning and everybody is on pins and needles because no one knows who might be the thing or who isn't. Um, and they didn't sleep the whole night, right? They were all just kind of sitting staring at each other. Yeah, drinking whiskey and fucking doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those things that keep you awake. <laughs> I'd be like... and drinking heavily. <laughs> if you don't take shots of whiskey with me right now, you're getting flamethrowed. <laughs> yeah, you're probably period. a monster. <laughs> Yeah, like I would be, I'd be creating. There'd be a lot of creative tests to see who <laughs> was around me. Yeah. We set the shots on fire, and then you go down it. <laughs> we take one more shot, uh, and one more. And it's gonna prove you the alien. <laughs> yeah. I know that the thing's limit is twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> like tentacles just explode out of one person whenever it's blackout and just grabs everyone at once. <laughs> Copper decides uh, they're like trying to figure out what the what the next steps are. And Copper says, you know, let's do a blood serum test. I can work on that. Uh, it might be able to help tell us who's infected. So he finds uh, as he's developing this before he can get, go into the lab and get the blood bags. He walks in there and all the blood bags have been slashed. Let's just comment for a second. The thing is a smart fucker. Yeah, can't talk, but, you know, knows how to sabotage shit and pilot a fucking spacecraft. <laughs> it, like, Dude. takes over their brains and stuff, too. So I feel like it does walk around and, like, have conversations. I, I guess the one that was Redbeard just wasn't fully developed, which is why he did an invasion of the Body Snatchers, Scrow. Yes, absolutely. I, I think you're spot on there, Miles. I think that as they develop, you know, it may not be able to have, like, long in-depth conversations until it's, like, had full cellular assimilation, but temporarily uh prior to that it can definitely conversate enough to like get what it wants to get done or if it doesn't then it just like opens its gaping maw and puts a gigantic <laughs> tentacle monster thing on you so copper comes out and he's like somebody you know sabotaged the blood bags to prevent the test from happening and 
Gary and Copper, Gary is uh, Silverbrows, they become suspects because of their access to the blood storage and... Um, Clark is regarded with some mild suspicion, David Harbour Sr., but uh, because of his like long exposure to the uh, imitation dog from earlier and just his general kind of weirdness, um, being cool with the Huskies living after you're unsure whether or not it's going to become a flesh amalgamation like what you just saw and had the light on fire with a flamethrower. Dude loves dogs, man. Um, Don't give him shit. <laughs> Miles is like, I would have been Clark. Yeah. I love Captain Eyebrows, too. I think he might actually be my favorite character, but he gets more spotlight later. Yes. Then I feel like they're all suspicious that, that Keith David is the thing just because he's black. Right. Because <laughs> yes. he's like, I'll take that gun. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then they're like, maybe somebody with a cooler temper. And he was like. I'm, I just said it in normal voice. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you guys gave me a literal flamethrower earlier, but now the gun's too much. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where everybody suits up like a fucking Ghostbuster, and there's now like four flamethrowers in play. <laughs> <laughs> also notice the best part of the movie outside of the dog, dog slaughter scene. They quarantine Silverbrows, Copper, and Clark. And at this point, McCready is now the de facto leader of the team, which honestly should have been the whole time. I mean, he's losing a chest left and right. He's beautiful. He's piloting a helicopter during a storm, like hasn't made a bad decision yet. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> he pulls off that hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. It's the hair. That's the leader. It's not him. Just the mullet is the leader of the group at this point. Yeah. They make it a point to not have anybody else with a mullet in this film because they're like, no one's stealing Kurt Russell's spotlight. At this point, there is a whiteout storm, um, which, again, they still don't heed very much because, like, it's already Antarctic, like, free below freezing temperatures, and then it becomes, like, straight up 100% or, like, 0% visibility outside, but they're still flitting around outside randomly. <laughs> uh, outside temperature drops, and they're forced to all hunker down, and the paranoia and distrust continues. Um, flitting. That's a good word, man. I like that word. Dude, Flitting's a good uh, word. That's what they're doing. That's exactly they're flitting what they're around doing. Outside. They're flitting around outside. Sorry, I just I'm a word nerd. I really like that. Thank you. <laughs> it's like someone needs to sit these people down and be like, sit down, stop moving, <laughs> don't talk to each other. You see someone move or talk, everybody points at him, and then we all flamethrow him at once. <laughs> like Um Okay. So at this point, um, Mac uh, McCready, he talks to Fux and uh, he has a few weak theories from Blair's notes. Uh, Blair is still under quarantine. Diabetes. And Fux decides that everybody's going to start making their own food and they're going to eat out of cans. I'm sure the cook was ecstatic about this. He's like, no pun intended, fucks y'all. And... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so, you know, like the 
the descent into madness continues uh, as as time goes on. Anything you guys want to bring up in those last couple scenes? Because really, the next part is where shit I feel like hits the fan again. I mean, you pretty much covered it. And then the guy who recommends everybody eats out of cans and stuff before he meets up with the group. There's movement. And uh, I think you're just left to assume that that dude fucking bites the bullet at that point. I can appreciate that, like, you're not really sure when people die or get, like, assimilated in this film. Like, at least not 100%. There are certain characters, yeah, you are, but, like, there's a lot that you just kind of, like, fill in the blanks with your mind on the off-screen stuff, which I really appreciate. It's masterfully done. Like, I I don't know if I've ever seen another movie that does it as well as this movie does. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually think you're pretty much spot on there. Like... This is definitely, like, this isn't only one of my top horror movies ever, but, like, in general, I think this is one of my favorite movies, period. Because I, I just love, like, aliens and sci-fi, and, and the combination of that with, like, the horror elements is just awesome. Plus, it's very 80s, which I'm a, yes. I'm a big fan of as well. <laughs> the following evening, Fox is trying to do some research on how the thing can reproduce and multiply. And he gets delayed yet again when one of the unseen infected people disables power to the lab. Literally among us. Like, that is something you do in Among Us. <laughs> and then, like you said, uh, Fox gets killed off camera and his charred body is found outside in the snow um, a couple hours later by Mac, Nulls, and Windows uh, because he found out who the thing was and it murdered the shit out of him. So either now you can take this two ways. Either the thing burned fucks to death. <laughs> Sorry. I keep saying his name is fuck, fuck. Uh, but I, I can't stop now. We're, we're too far in. Uh, this is a very explicit episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck sustains fucks some burns. burns. And uh, I think they're yes. self-inflicted personally, but you know, whenever it burns down That's there, it's never usually your own doing. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore, honestly, but I probably would light myself on fire before being assimilated. They're kind of like trying to figure that out. And then McCready tells uh, Windows to get back to the main building while he goes with Nulls to his shack to investigate. Uh, when he left that shack two days prior, he'd turned the lights off and they are back on. They come back sometime later. Um, Nulls. He is about to collapse from the sub-zero temperatures. I guess they do get a little cold at some point. That's about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those two characters, they are the coldest. <laughs> he tells the others he'd found uh, ragged and dirty clothing with McCready's name on it in the oil furnace inside his shack. And as they were struggling to get back in that whiteout storm uh, to the main compound, Nalls cuts Mac's safety line and makes a break for it. See, I didn't see Nalls a single time in this movie before this scene. I was like, wait, that's not Keith David. That's a different black guy. <laughs> but I didn't see any. He's the cook He's guy. the cook guy. Yeah. Got it. He's doo-doo drawers, man. Doo-doo drawers. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't think of, uh, I didn't think about that, like him being, like my focus more there was like, oh, Kurt Russell could be infected now, which I guess you're supposed to look at it like both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um. I was I mean, like kind of shocked that they didn't show them in the thing, like in the in his house. Yeah. So I was like, I was at first, I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on right now? I I thought it was interesting that he cut the safety line and then comes back and he's like, oh yeah, like blah blah blah. He has this like whole story and it's like, 
okay, how are you going to trust this guy? He just came back alone. You sent two people out. There's only one guy who came back. I don't fucking trust your ass. I was thinking about that. I was like, the only way to be sure is if everybody goes everywhere. Because even if you send one person with another person, that's it. If that guy's the alien, then they're yeah. both the alien. Yeah. And even if yeah, you send why three split people. up ever? Dude, even if you send three people, one person dies, and then the other two are just at odds. There was one point where they were like, uh, all right, you two go here. The two of us will go here, and the two of you go there. And then one guy's like, I don't want to go with Keith David. And he's like, fine. <laughs> you stay here by yourself, and you two go there, and you come with us. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, don't leave <laughs> someone by themselves. <laughs> you just read a thing that said... It attacks people when they're by themselves. <laughs> you'll, you'll be perfectly fine. Just stay here all by yourself. And we're going to take your weapons. <laughs> so is this the part with the, the couch and all that? Uh, oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Kurt Russell has to get back yet. Yeah. So Kurt Russell's like knocking on the door and they're like, we're not going to let this guy in. And he's like, literally, fuck you guys. Bust through the window and gets in. And at this point, he doesn't and trust looks anybody. Insane. He's holding up he a flare to dynamite. And he's like, y'all better fuck right off right now. Like he's ready to take everybody <laughs> out. So at that point, our lead character is now Looney Tunes crazy. Yeah. His, whole, I, his beard is all frozen and shit. He looks insane. The introduction of the flares is just fantastic like I, that's another thing that I, this movie always reminds me of is those like gigantic red road flares like mm -hmm. I, I i love that like with the you know the white snow in the background and then you got this bright ass red flare i think it's just like such a cool <laughs> shot every time they have one on screen i loved every time they went to walk into somewhere they okay. throw it in the ground like a throwing knife. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Childs is now the leader because McCready is gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And uh, he decides to get the rest of the group and they kind of rebel against McCready, um, saying that they think that he might be the thing. This is when Norris has a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. I was be, like, why is one person uh, dying? <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be one of the most iconic scenes of the whole movie. It's so good. This is uh, the guy that they first nominate to be the boss or whatever. And he's like, uh-uh, I ain't being no boss. I'm trying to follow. Yeah. He's, I'm more of a follow guy. And then he has a heart attack. Your first thought isn't necessarily that he is like an alien. And uh, the smartest character, Copper, Dr. Copper, he, the defibrillator paddles and... He's about to bring him back to life. He's got him on the table. And Norris is just literally <laughs> opens up into a gaping maw. <laughs> yep, and gets his snaps arms his right hands off. Of <laughs> <laughs> Why is his fucking hands off? Uh, I feel like this is the only gift from the thing that you can find. Easily, at least. It is disturbing as fuck. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw it, I didn't know. I, didn't, I had no clue that was going to happen. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, it's so surprising. You're like, what? It reminds me of a gigantic, like, uh, flesh-covered bear trap, basically. That's pretty yeah. much what it was, yeah. And it bit his hands clean off. Then a giant, like, tentacle comes out of its stomach with its head on top of it. 
but it still has its other head. That the head, <laughs> the head reminds me of the landlord from Spider Man, who's always asking <laughs> Peter for. <laughs> so then they flamethrower it, but its head is is its first head is falling off the back of the table to like survive. Oh, so <laughs> gnarly. Decapitated head lands on the ground and then sprouts fucking spider legs and two tentacle eyes. <laughs> and then tries to run away on the spider <laughs> Casually. <laughs> Casually walk out of the room. It's like, Jesus Christ, this is this thing don't quit. It just don't quit. It's built different. And that's when they like burn up the one corpse and they see the spider head walking away and they're like, you gotta be shitting me. And they cook <laughs> it up and that's that. Like, I was hoping that thing would become the main antagonist of the movie, the head that's running around and shit. But that is not how it plays out. Instead, they just wanted to show off how fucking cool that was. And then they killed it. So cool. Again, practical effects on this movie are insanely awesome. <laughs> Uh, McCready leads the others in a test to see who's infected. Everybody is asked to give a blood sample, and then they poke the samples with a hot piece of wire. And I whichever, a, I have a theory here for this scene. Ooh, tell me. Go ahead. What What if Kurt Russell was the thing? Because before this, they say like you only need a particle of the thing to become like the thing. But then they all use the same scalpel to cut their fucking thumbs open to give blood samples it's like you're supposed to be scientists you don't understand that you can't he just wa- he literally wipes the blade on his pant leg I'm like that doesn't get the germs off <laughs> i mean their uh their doctor just got his arms bit off <laughs> that's true yeah I, I that is a good theory though um I personally believe that McCready is a human at least until like the final act that's just me. I think so too. It is so weird because they're all trying yeah. to kill the thing. Like no one seems like, hey, this alien seems cool. Maybe we should <laughs> let it off with a pass. <laughs> yeah, I I don't blame them on that. <laughs> Once I see it turn the dog kennel into a slaughterhouse, nah, I'm good, bro. Like burn that thing alive. I don't. I'm not trying to have first contact. They're doing this this really intense blood sample test, and um, Clark makes an attempt on McCready's life with a scalpel. Yeah. Why? He wanted to be the boss. He thought that the guy who was out in the wilderness for however long and came back last was the alien. I understand that, but a scalpel wasn't going to do it. It just bit the dude's arms off. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, this man lives to make, like, the worst decisions for the group. Like, he let the let the two dogs free early. He let the one dog that was contaminated wander around. He tried to stop them from burning the gigantic meat pile alive. And then he tries to kill McCready by himself with a scalpel during the test that's supposed to prove that you're not an alien. Right. <laughs> While McCready's holding a revolver. Yeah. <laughs> While <McCready's got laughs> because you don't bring a knife to a gunfight, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he clapped him right in the dome. David Harbour Sr., R.I.P. I did like <laughs> his character, though. I really did. McCready shoots him to death. Uh, everybody <laughs> is tied up, um, including dead Clark and dead Copper, which I guess did, Copper's just like bled out from having his arms bit off. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, I just want to make sure. Make sure I understood the science of that. They're still doing the test. Windows is the first to be tested. He's human. Uh, McCready gives him a flamethrower, and he's like, burn anybody who moves, basically. McCready tests. <laughs> he tests Clark and Copper, both of whom are not infected. <laughs> That's just like Keith salt David's on the like, wound. Then that makes you a murderer, and he's just like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's probably more like manslaughter. <laughs> I think you get a pass when you're trying to fucking prevent an alien invasion. <laughs> and like, yeah, I... do they untie everybody as they prove that they're human? Yes. Okay. Well, they untie that one guy, and then they test the two dead bodies. And then the next person they test is the thing. So the other two guys are still strapped to the fucking couch. Right next to it. I would be so pissed. I would be so pissed if that's how you fucking decided that you were going to figure things out. It's like, can you tie us up individually? (laughs) Yeah. Please. Homeboy's face melted away while they're sitting there trying to get off the couch. (laughs) McCready accuses Silverbrows of being a duplicate. But it ends up being Palmer, who is the thing clone. And um, Palmer, like you said, his face starts to melt away. And McCready's flamethrower misfires. Yeah, he can't quite get it <sighs> blasted. So then this is one of the craziest shits in this movie. I think this was my favorite kill in this movie. Go ahead. Take it away. <laughs> uh, fake, It's fake hide, right, from that 70s show. Yes. Run runs up to flamethrower this dude and its head opens with a bunch of teeth in it and straight up picks this dude's entire body up in the air and chomps the shit out. <laughs> he armed the most useless person, yeah. McCready did. Like he could have literally put the flamethrower pack on one of the dead bodies and had better success. <laughs> so eventually they get him burned, and then the thing that like a I, the two things I appreciated most about this run through was after they killed him, they threw the bodies out into the snow and they were blasted him with fire again. And they threw dynamite at it and the dynamite exploded in midair because they got close to the fire. That shit was so fucking cool. And I never noticed it before. Well, and- there's the though that one guy, the guy that his head opened up and chomped the other dude. He ran through the wall while he was on fire like the fucking Kool-Aid, man. That was pretty cool. And then, and then Kurt Russell was like, yeah, fuck you, and threw a stick of dynamite. That's what it body. was, yes. I, that's like, I just, I, I caught right at that moment where you see him throw the dynamite and then it just explodes in midair. And I was like, this is a fucking awesome movie. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> they gave Kurt Russell real dynamite. <laughs> He's like, I was holding a flare to this fucking thing. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. what's his name? Gary, the Captain Eyebrows? Yes. This is why he's my favorite character in this movie. He's like, I know you guys have been through a lot. Shit's getting real around here, but I'd rather not die tied to this fucking couch. And it, it, it was <laughs> so good. Like, it was such excellent delivery. He was amazing. I love that guy. Yeah, agreed. And and I feel like that was the character that everyone could empathize most at that with at that moment. It's like, please let me on this fucking couch. I just watched that guy bite the other man armed with a flamethrower's head off. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's monster blood all over the place. Can I get the fuck off of here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so survivors at this point. We've got McCready, Childs, Gary, which is Captain Eyebrows, and Nalls. So I have to admit, this is the point of this movie where I kind of start to lose interest. Every time it's right around this point, it kind of sags for me. Because that last scene was such a big scene, and then there's just a lot of like quiet tension from this point forward. Yeah, definitely turn it slows down from being like an absolute shit show. Also, like the the dwindling number of people make it more about like the isolation and like more of like a who done it as opposed to like, oh man, like every person in here could be an alien except for one or whatever, you know. Like, um, so I, I I totally get where you're coming from with that, honestly. Um, Especially because that last scene is so crazy. They order Childs to stay behind and watch the camp. And McCready, Gary, and Nalls go to check on Blair. Give him the blood test and find that the shed is empty. Also, how long has Blair been in this fucking shed? (laughs) He built an underground city. (laughs) (laughs) And half a fucking spaceship. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) He definitely did not build that station. <laughs> I, I thought he did. Isn't that what he was doing? He was like collecting materials yeah, to rebuild. Yeah, he built that with the fucking helicopter parts and shit. So he was an alien, but he was trying to escape by using other technology and repurposing it to build their technology. Is that is that what was he going was, on? I think he was just trying to build a craft to get off of Antarctica to get to the population. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> But, I mean, how would the alien know this? How does the alien know that he's not just on a fucking ice planet? Because like, he's eating people's brains. He knows there's other yes. people out there. Yes. Shared sh- shared knowledge. And also, I like to think that the thing is like actually a hive mind. So, like, it can sacrifice one of its other aliens in order to, like, put the humans around it in a compromising position later on so that it can, like, absorb, assimilate everyone. And, you know, it only needs one to get away. Again, this is this is headcanon. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So Blair had escaped through the floor and was secretly building a small city <laughs> in the tunnels under the camp. Um, there, right around this time, Childs is literally running off into the storm. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and right then, the compound's power turns off. It's then they realize that Blair is the last thing creature and that it wants to freeze into hibernation until a rescue team finds it and uh, because it does not have a way out. And um, so they come up with this plan that they are going to blow the base up to prevent the thing from freezing again. Even though it's going to kill all of them. Yes. Yeah, they've all resigned. It's fucking nuts. They're not coming out of this. So they're just like, I guess this is it. I respect that spirit, though, for real. Like, I would hope that if this was ever a real-life situation, other humans would do that because, like, don't let that thing go and kill your mom. Right. Like, don't. Yeah, but at least at least shoot yourself. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You just can sit there and freeze to death? Fuck that. Indeed. Well, you know, they we'll get to that, but they had, they had whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Like you said, they they realize that they're going to die, and um, they start lighting the base on fire with Molotov cocktails. (laughs) Uh, They go down into the basement of the camp and set TNT charges, and unfortunately... 
Captain Silverbrows Gary is killed by the infle- infected Blair. That was yeah. He got got by the diabetes. Yeah, diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool kill diabetes. though because he like wanted to do it silently, so he just like stuck his hand into the uh, Captain Eyebrows' face. He just yeah, like all his fingers were in his cheeks and shit. It was Ugh. so creepy. Ugh. And then his whole hand took over his head. <laughs> so crazy. That, that is not the way I would have they- wanted to go in this movie. Every death in this is so different and so inventive and just disturbing, each one. <laughs> like, each one is absolutely disturbing. I've also noticed nobody screams in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so upcoming, we've got Nalls who disappears and we never see him again. Uh, he's just gone. And then... Uh, McCready comes face to face with the huge tentacle Blair thing. Diabetes. Which destroys the detonator. What did you think which of this a, uh, this final boss? It was also part dog. Yeah, that's right. They <laughs> made a point to be like, and the dogs mattered. <laughs> the dog made a comeback. <laughs> uh, what did I think about uh, this monster? Um, it was a little amorphous for me like it definitely was rent like you can tell that this movie and the blob are very similar in a lot of ways just because they like i think the blob came out later right so it definitely was similar uh technologies i feel like it was just goopy and just opens and then it opens again and then it opens again and it's like okay it's enough mouths i (laughs) I couldn't believe it went all tremors there at the end where there's a huge tentacle underneath the ground and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Dude, the ten- the tentacles terrify me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Creepy. I don't know why, but like the teeth, the you know, the opening faces and stuff, that's really messed up, but the tentacles are what what really sends me over the edge. At this point, um McCready throws another lighted stick of dynamite at the Blair thing, and uh, both the thing and the rest of the compound explode. <laughs> Kurt Russell says, yeah, fuck you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, McCready does survive, and he stumbles into his ruined shack shortly after, and he finds Childs there. And Childs who, is uh, Keith David, right? Yes. Yeah. So good. God damn, I love Keith David. And, like, the fact that he just wanders up to him, like, they're sitting down drinking whiskey together. It's like, one or both of these people could be the thing, or neither of them. Yeah, he he feeds McCready a line about how he got, he had seen Blair. Diabetes. And then got lost in the storm running after him, which, in my opinion, is total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Like you said, though, you don't know if one or both of them or neither of them is the thing. And they're basically sitting in this like very tense uh, position, facing each other, ready to kill each other. Um, McCready is probably not the thing because we just watched him kill it. dynamite the base and the, the other thing. Mm. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. Like the Like the thing wouldn't be fighting itself. Yeah, probably not at that point. Yeah, it it might have done done so earlier in the film to like try to earn trust or something, but yeah, um, but yeah. So Childs very well could have been taken over when he wandered off earlier, 
and they're both taking swigs from a whiskey bottle, uh, does a wide shot of the camp in flames, and they're just sitting there in the burning wreckage waiting for the fires to go out and for them to freeze to death. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Because I've heard a kind of interesting theory, and I want to tell you guys, but I just want to hear your theories first. I was thinking, like, yeah. I was thinking the implication was that Keith David was supposed to be the thing. But the way they were acting, I could see that they were both they they both could be the thing. But the, I feel like the main problem with that is like, well, they're not you're not going to hibernate. Like I guess maybe if they found your bodies, they'd bring you back so they could bury you. But I mean, they might just fucking leave you there. <laughs> like, right. You're on ice. Like they're not in a hurry. You're not going to thaw out. Yeah. Well, and there's fucking like twenty five dead bodies. Like I'm pretty sure they'd just be like, yeah, that that. Like that's a ghost town now. Yeah, <laughs> my uh, yeah, we're not going back. My back. theory is that Keith David was the thing, and his saliva was on the bottle. Is just why they like dedicated so much like screen time to that bottle. And then when Kurt Russell took a sip of it, that was it. He just won at that point. Mm. So okay, my theory is that it actually was not whiskey that he was serving the thing. What was it? And. And that it was gasoline Mm. and that he wasn't actually drinking it. And by Keith David drinking it, it showed that he was not human. Because it was he was doing Molotov cocktails and shit. Exactly. Mm. So, I mean, honestly, any any of those is a fitting into this movie. Like it leaves you. In suspense, because it's probably not McCready, unless what Miles said is true and it became infected through saliva, but it could be. With that, the film comes to a close. Josh, how did you feel watching this movie the whole way through for the first time? I loved it. I thought it was awesome. (laughs) Fuck yeah. I want to watch it on my big TV now, because I had to watch it on my phone at work. Oh, damn. I want to watch it. Yeah, it's it's so good. It is... It is a top-tier horror film, in my opinion. Um, all right, so what are we rating this, boys? Like, what's our rating scale for this one? Um, well, I don't think we should do diabetes. Diabetes. Um, <laughs> Gaping mouths? <laughs> uh, hmm. Detached spider heads. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Crazy huskies. Either that. On a darker note, dead dogs. Yeah, dead dogs. <laughs> That's pretty rough. That's a little grim. Um, how many? How many out of five silver eyebrows would you give? <laughs> um, okay, well, I would give this four and three quarters of silver eyebrows, just because after that like crazy scene, I kind of needed a break, and uh, it's they the movie doesn't do you a favor because you need to pay attention immediately after it. So like the point that the movie gets low for me is still a high point of pretty much any other movie is just recovering from itself. And I couldn't like, I felt like that part is the only complaint I have about the entire movie. The whole thing is so fucking great. Yeah. I'd say 4.5. What are we? What Silver are we eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah. Silver, Silver eyebrows. eyebrows. <laughs> uh, just cause like some things don't make sense, but I think it's like, it's intentionally that way just to be like vague and kind of keep you in the in the dark because the whole thing is kind of like you're not supposed to know it's just supposed to keep you guessing so uh 
I'm interested to rewatch it, knowing the whole story now to see see what type of new things I see. And I'm going to give this five out of five silver eyebrows because this movie only gets better the more times you watch it. Um, oh, shit. Like the, <laughs> the flesh amalgamations of this film like will haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> real gross. Uh, the music's really good. The, the cinematography is fantastic. The acting's really good. Uh, I feel like it's just a great film from the 80s on top of all that. And it's just a really great horror movie. Like like I said, I think this punches way above its weight class compared to even some of the best movies that have come out in the past 10 years. Um, I can always watch this. And this is definitely one that I will watch like pretty much every Halloween moving forward. And I'm actually personally excited to do the 2011 The Thing because I really liked that one as well, even though it is super CGI heavy. Mm, it's still really good, though. Like, it's very, very different, it though, but it's a very good movie. So, yeah, I'm down to do that whenever. I think if something gets five out of five, it should be called getting the Kakoa Shaw stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> God, that uh, yeah, okay. Kakoa Shaw approved. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, well, we hope you loved these two episodes. We sure had fun recording them in such a great movie. Chris, where can the people find you on the internet? It is the Geek Peak podcast. It's available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. That's Geek Peak like a mountain. At the Geek Peak, we strive to bring you the best of the pop culture multiverse. We're going to show you some new songs. We're going to show you some new TV shows, movies, video games. You name it, we're covering it. We always try to save you time. Check us out. We're a content recommendation podcast. We also like to have some beers or some adult cocktails and have a good time. So be sure to check out our show. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at GeekPeakPod. And additionally, check out our website, GeekPeakPod.com. That's where we have all of our episodes hosted. We got pictures of our drinks. We've got links to all of our merch and our Patreon account. So be sure to check that out. And uh, thank you for the support. And you can find my other show, the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast on Twitter, FMBM podcast, or on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, FMBM, the number four in the letter U. We do a lot of movie commentaries. It's a lot of fun. Miles, what about you? If you want to hear more from me and my friends, you can check out the Disc Dump Podcast. That's Disc With Us C. It's a show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? I have another show called Toast of the Realms, where I play Dungeons and Dragons with some of my friends. Please check those shows out, the Disc Dump and Toast of the Realms. Most importantly, you can find this show on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, H on H Pod. Get yourself some of our amazing merchandise. We have our logo and a bunch of other logos I've created. You can get a Kakoa Shaw approved shirt, all on our Threadless store, which is H on H Pod.threadless.com. And we will be back next week for our Thanksgiving episode. And until then, remember, life is hard, so why not get high on horror?